Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode. First word for today is a four a f o r e. This is a would say adverb or conjunction or preposition from before the twelfth century. Uh, chiefly dial. Again, I don't remember what this is. Probably、uh, like in a dialogue or dialectic、uh, or like a specific、uh, dialect. The whole definition is just the synonym before. So afore means before.、Um, etymology says this is from the Old English, anforan,、uh, which is from an plus foran, which means before. And there's more at the word before. Lots of before. What was that?、Uh, next word is aforementioned. All one word. This is an adjective from 1587. Definition is. Mentioned previously. Next is aforesaid. I don't think I've ever heard of this. This is a f o r e s a i d. All one word. I'm going to guess that this means、uh, said before. This is an adjective from the 14th century. Definition is said or named before or above. Next is aforethought. And I don't know if the Emphasis changes. Aforethought, aforesaid, afore. See, aforementioned. I want to put the emphasis on the a, but I. It's not showing me that it is. Anyway, I'm just going to say aforethought. This is an adjective from the 15th century. Previously in mind, the、uh, synonyms are premeditated and deliberate,、uh, as in with malice aforethought. Malice is M A L I C E. Next is a or a? No, it's a、uh, fortiori. For no fortiori. That is a space F O R T I O R I a fior. No, a fortiori. Let's find out what this means. This is an adverb from 1561, with greater reason or more convincing force, used in drawing a conclusion that is inferred to be even more certain than another. As in, the man of prejudice is a fortiori a man of limited mental vision. So in this case, I don't think the a is saying he's like a fortiori or. A man or a whatever,、um, it is just part of the phrase、uh, that he is a fortiori. The etymology doesn't. Oh, here it says New Latin literally means from the stronger,、um, and then in parentheses it says argument from the stronger argument. Still not a hundred percent sure on what this is meaning, but that is just me and my brain. This one will probably take a little extra effort on my part to fully understand.、Uh, maybe when I'm editing this, I will do that. Next is a foul of. A foul is one word, and then of. This is a preposition from 1819. One in or into conflict with, as in ran a foul of the law. Two in or into collision of entanglement with. Next is A F P, all caps. This is an abbreviation for alpha fetoprotein, 
And uh, I guess we'll get to that in the future. Next is AFR. Uh, just the A is capitalized. This is an abbreviation for Africa or African. Next is also AFR with a dash or AFRO with a dash. So these are suffixes. Uh, and either one of those will get used depending on the context. This is uh, the definition just says African as in Afro-American uh, or African and as in Afro-Asiatic. So Afro-Asiatic means uh, African and Asian or Asiatic. Next is the word afraid. A very common word among some of these not as common words like aforesaid. Haven't heard that. I haven't heard that since the 14th century. Um, okay, so afraid. This is an adjective from the 14th century. One filled with fear or apprehension, as in afraid of machines, or afraid for his job. Two filled with concern or regret over an unwanted situation, as in I'm afraid I won't be able to go. Three having a dislike for something, as in. Afraid of hard work. The synonym is the word fearful. The etymology is saying this is from the Middle English uh, afrayen, which means to frighten, and there's more at the word affray, A-F-F-R-A-Y, which I think we read in the last episode, or the one before that. Moving on. A-frame, capital A-frame. This is a noun circa 1909. One, a support structure shaped like the letter A. Two, a building typically having triangular front and rear walls and a roof reaching to or nearly to the ground. My wife uh, is a big fan of tiny houses, and I have to say I am too, and she often sees A-frame tiny houses on Instagram and shows them to me every once in a while, and some of them are absolutely beautiful. A uh, relatively simple house uh, that can a lot can be done with. As far as I know, I don't know. Next is afrit or afrit, uh, A-F-R-E-E-T or A-F-R-I-T. This is a noun from 1786. A powerful evil jinni, J-I-N-N-I, demon or monstrous giant in Arabic mythology. I have never heard of this. I Maybe I'll have to look and see what uh, one of these looks like. And I've never heard of a jinni. But that's because I'm sheltered. Next is afresh, A-F-R-E-S-H. This is an adverb from the 15th century, from a fresh beginning. Synonyms are anew and again. Next is the first form of the word African with a capital A at the beginning. This is a noun from before the 12th century. One, a native or inhabitant of Africa. Two, a person, and especially a black person, of African ancestry. Next is the second form of African. This is an adjective from 1564. Of, relating to, or characteristic of the continent of Africa or its people. Africanness is a noun. Next is Africana. This is a noun from uh, 1908. Materials, as books, documents, or artifacts relating to African history and culture. Next is African-American with a dash in the middle. Uh, both the A's uh, in each of those are capitalized. 
This is a noun from 1831. An American of African and especially of black African descent. This is a tricky word. Um, there can be, uh, for lack of a better term, black people in America who are African-American because their families did come from Africa. Um, they could have directly come from Africa themselves. They could have uh, been born there and moved to America. Um, but we do, I think, tend to maybe overuse this word because there are so many people who are quote-unquote black who um, are not from Africa and are from other parts of the world but are living in America or um, have their families have been living in America for a long time um, and so you never really know where somebody is from, and uh, not that this term is inaccurate or shouldn't be used in any way, uh, but we do tend to use it, I think, in ways when we're not really thinking if it should be used or not. And I just have to throw in that um, this, in my view, and I think I'm not the only one who holds this, this is what America is about. People from all over the world coming to one place, living together, hopefully peacefully, that is the goal, and that that is what makes America. That is the entire point of America. Unfortunately, we have, um, you know, hundreds of years ago got rid of a lot of people who were living here natively, um, but I hope that we can move past that and kind of understand where we all came from and accept that and feel bad about it, obviously, um, but also come together as a place where people from all walks of life and all parts of the world literally can come together and call themselves American. That is what America is about. After that little speech, I will move on. Next is African buffalo. This is a noun from 1784. The definition is just the synonym Cape Buffalo. Next is African daisy, noun from 1731. Any of a genus, Arctotus, of widely cultivated composite herbs native to southern Africa. And Arctotus, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is the genus of the African daisy. Next is Afrikander, Afrikander spelled uh, either with a C or a K. This is a noun from 1837. Any of a breed of tall, red, large-horned, humped southern African cattle used chiefly for meat or draft. Next is African elephant. This is a noun from 1607. It just has the uh, synonym elephant 1A. So the 1A definition of the word elephant, which we will get to in the future. And I think I will just go ahead and read one more for this episode. This is African gray capital A-F-R-I-C-A-N-G-R-A-Y. This is a noun from 1858. A parrot native to equatorial Africa that has some gray plumage, a red tail, and a whitish face, and is commonly domesticated, especially for its ability in learning to talk. And the scientific name for this parrot is... Ooh, let's see if I can pronounce this. Sitakus... Uh, Erythacus, uh, P-S-I-T-T-A-C-U-S, E-R-I-T-H-A-C-U-S, Sitakus Erythacus. That will end this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and I will speak to you in the next episode, which will be the last portion of page 22. Thank you and goodbye.